Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Try. 
super excited to be doing this show. That's a really cool song, and I will let my guest tell you a little bit about that. Welcome to Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and today I have a special guest with me, Anthe Morrow, and um, she is the creator of Objects with Purpose, the wearable candle, and... um, this is this is really fun because not only is this woman got a really cool story to tell you how the candles came to be and how objects with purpose came to be, she's also a musician. That music that um, we opened up with was she and her um, band, and she's going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to find out that she does a lot more than just creating these amazing candles. Objects with purpose, she creates many other things, and just was recently involved in the Oscar swag bag. So let me bring her into the um, studio, and um, we can talk. There you are. Hello. Hi, Holly. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you're here. So so listen, real quick, that song that we opened up with, tell our listeners a little bit about that, and then we'll go into uh, your candle stuff. Okay, thank you so much. So that song was River Blue, and the idea behind River Blue is when I was going through a really hard time, A lot of transitions were happening for me. I had been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I was going through a divorce. And I had someone gave me this Hopi Indian prophecy. And it said, and I'm going to paraphrase it probably not well, but the idea behind the prophecy is that there is this river flowing, and it has somewhere that it's taking us. And if you can trust the river is leading you where you need to go, just stay in the water, keep your head above water, Those that cling to the shore will perish. Trust that you're going in the right direction, and then notice who's in the water with you. And that idea was so powerful for me and got me through so much. I would just think for a moment, I'd have this vision of, okay, who's in my water? I get it. I'm not going to be clinging to the shore anymore. I'm just going to trust, and I'm going to be in this flow. So when my husband, Greg Morrow, and I um, were working on song ideas, this one was very strong for me, and I do the lyrics and the vocals. I don't do anything else. He does everything else. He's like the one-man band, and then I just come in like, I love Lucy. Ricky, can I be in your band? And he says yes. And so I come in with lyric ideas and, and vocals. And so this piece was about that. This was about that Hopi Indian prophecy saying that, you know, trust the water, be in the water, and then know who's in the water with you. Wow. That's really, that's a heavy, that's a heavy one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that story. I love things that have stories behind it, you know. It's like, um, you know, like your company, Objects with Purpose, um, how you created that was from an experience of when you were a young child in kindergarten um, and how your teacher lit a candle every day at lunch and that you were taking a moment to give gratitude and lighting a candle became your way of giving thanks. So um, then you discovered how you could create um, non-toxic candles, which I have to tell you, by the way, um, she has sent me some of these candles, and um, I have to tell you that I've used a lot of it as fragrance. I really have. It's a solid perfume. Um, I'm gonna let you tell yeah. everybody a little bit about it. Ignite your ignite your wish. Perf. I want you to tell everyone a little bit about how objects with purpose came to be, and um, 
the story behind it because I think it's a beautiful story. It's really cool. Thank you. Well, yes, you're right. I did. Um, I went to a really beautiful school. I was in Boston, Massachusetts, where I was born, mm-hmm. and the school was one called Waldorf School, and they have Waldorf schools around the country, and they started in Austria. So some people, some of your listeners might actually know a Waldorf school near them. And they have a ritual in the Waldorf school of lighting a candle at snack, and the teacher would say, I want you to just focus on the flame for a moment. And we were little. This was happening in preschool and kindergarten. I think it's never too early to have meaning and purpose in a moment. I mean, children really get it. So there we were, lighting a candle, making a little moment of intention before we would have our snack. And that stuck with me. And my family, when I was at home, my parents always lit candles for different reasons, and candles were just a huge part of our life. So cut to when I was older, and I was going, again, this hard transition time of mine, I went into candles again. I went, okay, I'm going to light candles. And I always tell people it's like everyone understands when you make wishes on your birthday candles. That's so Mm – it's so special and meaningful. And I always say, well, why don't you make a wish every time you light a candle? And that's kind of the best way to describe how I was raised. So that was normal to me. And so there I was lighting all these candles, and I found out they were toxic. I found out that they used petrochemicals in candles, lead, um, soy, which for me, with this particular autoimmune disease I have, um, was not something that I wanted in my environment with soy. I can't do soy, so there out went that. And the only healthy candles I could find were pure beeswax, and those are beautiful, but then they're not that kind of aromatherapy fragrance thing because beeswax has that beautiful aroma from beeswax, and that's it. So I thought this is kind of like when this moment, I I keep using light as a metaphor in my life, and here it was, a light went on. I said, okay, I've got to make the candle that I love, that I want, and then share it with the world, and Objects with Purpose was born that way. So that was the beginning of Objects with Purpose is to share not only a nice candle that I know is healthy and clean and safe to burn in your house and around your family, but also that to encourage the idea that I was raised with, which is make a wish every time you light a candle or at least take a moment to have a purpose or an intention just in that moment that you light the flame. Oh, wow. That's heavy. That's really good. And you know what? That's really that's really um, something that I do because I'm always burning candles in my house. And yeah. uh, because I feel like it, it if I light a candle for me, this is what I feel. I feel like I'm draw, I, I'm being a light, and I'm creating a, I'm, I'm creating my own affirmations as I light these candles. And you know, it's funny. I, um, your candles are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, they're beautiful. I want to give everyone your website real quick too, so you can go there and see all the many different fragrances that she has created that are just so. Unbelievably beautiful. Um, it's all called Objects, O-B-J-E-C-T-S, with W-I-T-H, Purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, dot com. And, you know, whenever I light a candle, and sometimes I buy those um, uh, memorial candles just because they burn for so long yeah. and because of where I'm at, the power goes out all the time. So, um <laughs> Yeah, because of the rain, I always mm-hmm. have just a candle that'll burn for three or four days, you know. And I'll light that candle, and I basically leave it leave it on because I feel like I'm attracting the light, and I'm attracting the um, spiritual essence of what is around me at all times to my life. 
So that's yeah. kind of what where I'm at. And then when I lit your candles, well, well, I'm going to tell you these candles they smell and have the most beautiful fragrances to them. Um, you have different um, candles that mean different things. You have small. You have. Um, I mean, and each one has its own purpose. Like you did archetype rising, and um, yeah. and then you did the Asher. Um, and uh, you have, even have a candle of the month club, guys. And then she has Dahlia Rose and Lychee, and um, Fight or Flight candle. That's a really cool one. Francesca's, Francesca's. Chai Grand. Yeah, I mean, they all have really great um, undertones. And if you're looking for something that smells really good, that also has really good purpose for it, like object purpose, this is a really great candle to have. I actually burnt the one, I think I told you the other one the other day, the fig one that has fig oh, in yes, it. The Asher. And Asher, Asher. is my son. My, my firstborn child is Asher. And he, um, Asher means prosperity and happiness. And the Asher candle, the fig and sage, sage mm-hmm. being a cleansing spiritually thing and fig just being yeah. something that's delicious and I just happen to love that smell and putting the two together. Well, I have it and, lit right now yeah. and I have it lit next to me <laughs> and you know it's so funny I'll from time to time go by and dip my finger in there and start rubbing it on my false points in my back. Yeah, no. People it's probably like, are thinking already uh, that that's weird and you know don't do that with conventional candles but my candles are actually made from coconut butter and shea and apricot butter and blends that are also body grade so in other words like an old-fashioned solid perfume. And this goes back for me. There's a memory I have about my great aunt. She gave me my first perfume, and it was Estee Lauder, and it was in this tiny little porcelain tub. And you would just flip this pretty lid, and then you rub your finger on this waxy kind of soft substance that was hard, and you put that Uh on your pulse points, and that was solid perfume. Well, my candle is exactly... You have the same use, so you do wear it. So Holly's telling you, yeah, what she's telling you, don't do with regular candles, but with objects of purpose, you can put them all over yeah. your body. Perfume, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a sip of my hot cider. I'm drinking hot cider today with cinnamon oh, in nice. it. Oh, nice. And I want to mention, oh, too, since yeah. you were talking about the, the scents and the names, is that mm-hmm. the way I go about um creating a candle in my line is that I first think about a story that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. And I I always say that scent evokes memory, and so I go into a memory or a story, so like with my son, that was that, but then, for instance, Fight or Flight, that was the first candle I made. And because I was going through some rough transition time, um, I was in Fight or Flight mode a lot, which is a psychological term for the time when we're under intense stress. And then we have either a reaction of fight or flight. And that that's a dangerous place to be because obviously it just raises all of our, our systems are working too hard. It stresses out. Um, our glands are stressed and our immune system is lowered. And we just need to try not to be in fight or flight mode. And obviously if we go into fight or flight mode, fighting and flighting, they can, they can be great ways to survive in emergencies. But you don't want to feel like you're being chased by a shark in the water when you're actually just in your bathtub. So yeah. I was feel, I was feeling like I was being chased by a shark in the water when I was sitting in my bathtub. So I was in fight or flight mode all the time, and my heart was racing, and 
the doctors had put me on beta blockers to calm my heart. So that, that oh, I know about me. beta blockers. Yeah, those are those things uh, slow you down. That's for sure. Yeah. It was weird, but and I'm yeah, and so when I made fight or flight candle, the idea is that one is jasmine and vanilla, which for me is extremely calming, soothing. It's like the idea of okay, it's stressful. You're going into fight or flight mode. Just take a moment, take a deep breath, strike a match and light that fight or flight candle and let that energy just go into that flame and don't let it be in your body. Absolutely. That's 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 a really good it's a really good thing. I like how you say strike a match because you know what other is really cool about her company? Every candle comes with a little spatula and a box of matches with her cool logo that I first talked about. That was the thing I said, you know what really drew me to this was your logo, and you said that was just a doodle you were doing one day. And if anyone sees this on the um, slideshow, and by the way, I wanted to let everyone know the chat room's open. I forgot to tell everyone that. I was so excited about getting into the show. Um, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. The chat room is open if you want to listen to the show afterwards. It'll be on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. Um your matches, your logo, um, I mean, you put it all together. The whole the whole little package is really cool. And you just recently were involved in the Oscars swag pack. So <laughs> let's talk about yeah. let's talk about how you did the how, about your logo first because I think that's a really good story. Thank you. I was um so I was doodling and I was coming up with ideas. First of all, I felt and this goes back to a poem um, that I also, not just the Hopi Indian prophecy, but the other thing that I would look at is this poem, I once had mm-hmm. a dove and the sweet dove died, and I thought it died of grieving. Why would it grieve? Its feet were tied with a single thread of my hands on weaving. And it was this idea of we can lovingly tie something and lovingly keep something, and that's, but that everything needs to be free. Ultimately, that's not a loving gesture. And so I wanted to be reborn because I felt like that was sort of speaking mm-hmm. about what it was like in my first marriage, and I was going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to feel free, and I kept saying, okay, I need to be reborn. I need to spread wings. I need to fly. So I was drawing birds, and then I thought, okay, I need for my logo, it's perfect. I'm going to do a bird's nest. But I didn't feel confident. I didn't think that I was going to draw it. I just kept drawing it thinking, okay, now I need to talk to a graphic designer, or I need to go and buy a logo from somebody. And I was doing that, and, and one day it kind of clicked, and I went, wait a minute, I've already made a logo, and I look down at the napkin I'm doodling on, and it's like, there it is, and that was it, and it was the bird's nest with the eggs in it, and it was the idea that that's, I'm starting over from that point, I'm going to be reborn, and um, in fact, I drew a, a, a little series, like what you see now is Objects with Purpose website and logo is the bird's nest and the eggs are intact, but the series uh-huh. is actually... I have one, the next one in the series, one egg is cracked, and the next one there's a baby bird that popped out and it's on a branch, and the last one is the bird taking flight. And I feel oh, like wow. over time, that my logo over time is going to be morphing that way and growing that way as, as I continue to take flight. Oh, yeah, and you know, you that that's a really, that's a beautiful story. That really is a beautiful story. And, you know, I love things that have reason. It's like it's like people put logos up, and um, everything has to have a meaning behind it. And I'm really into symbols and stuff like that. Like um, I know when um, I 
decided, yes, I do have a tattoo, guys, a small tattoo on my lower back. <laughs> you can't see it. But when I got it, it had to mean something. And I, w- and, and I wasn't planning on getting one. Somebody said, oh, my God, we're getting Holly a tattoo tonight. I said, no. <laughs> I said, okay, it means something, right? So what yeah. it is, it's a, um, it's a Celtic cross, vines going from each side of the cross to my hips with petals and a rose in the middle. So to me what that signifies was out of pain comes faith and out of faith comes beauty. So the pain of the thorns and the rose um, uh, vines and the faith is the cross and the beauty is the rose. Yeah. I mean, that's my story. I love that. I'm always and, you know, attracted to people who've gone oh, yeah. through things and who've experienced pain. That's the most attractive thing to me because those are people that have real feelings and beliefs that are strong because in order to get through hard times, we have to form some belief systems, and it creates mm-hmm. a richer, deeper human being. And I that's so I like you, Holly. That's what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, <laughs> I like you. I, I love you. I think you're great. I, I you. just I knew I knew when I first saw your candles. Um, at my friend's store, um, I said, these are super cool. There's something behind these candles. And I looked into it more, and then I said, and then I started seeing you were doing the Oscar thing, and I was like, oh, we got to get her. I got to get her on the show. And because I'm working with so many different people right now, and you're – and, and I try to keep my shows pretty much on a spiritual level of awareness through music, art, or however it can be. And these, this here, these candles, I mean, if you're a candle person like I am, even if you aren't a candle person, you should at least even just get the, the um, little tins, the travel tins, and take them with you if you go on a trip, light it in your hotel room, or light it in your office if you're going to work, or... Um, you just know, keep it in your car because your car will smell good when you get back. Oh in the yeah, car. and then just open it, and you don't even have to light the candle; just take the lid off. These these candles smell so good, and um, I I can't tell you how I think these are just uh, the intention behind it is very cool. Um, what goes into I, your essential oils and how you create these? Well, I work with. Um, a really high-end perfumer, all non-toxic, that are blends with essential mm-hmm. oils and perfume. When you use pure essential oils, unfortunately, they dissipate really quickly, and you're kind of limited mm-hmm. in the scent story you can create. And I like, I was one of those girls that was finding any way I could to buy the highest-end French perfume when I was a teenager, and I've always been into fragrance. So I wanted my candles to smell as good on the body, like a fine fragrance, as they do burning as a candle. So... I work with two different perfumeries that are in the United States, and um, they. what happens is I basically get to play with a, up to a 1,000, I'm not kidding you, different fragrances, and I make and work with them to create what works for me and tell the story so that each one is unique. And um, I wanted to mention, too, because you asked about the swag bag for the Oscars, and I before I forget yeah. to say this... That story is about intention because when I was growing up, I was an actress in theater from the time I was seven years old, and I I always did theater, community theater, and then I went to a conservatory Mm -hmm. for college. And so as an actress, of course, 
most actresses dream of what are they going to say when they win an Academy Award? What is their Academy Award speech going to be? And I probably oh my gosh. Yeah, a lot of imagine. Academy Award speeches. If only I could find one from when I was 10 that I wrote, I wish. But I'm sure I oh thanked my, my God, mom and dad Oh, my God, you're so first. funny. <laughs> I but, love that. Well, the funny thing is this. I really set an intention from an early age of being at the Academy Awards. And what I find is interesting is that I feel like I did that because my candles were at the Academy Awards and went to the top nominees in the top categories who didn't win an Oscar. They got to go home with mine as part of the swag bag called Everyone Wins at the Oscars. And I, I kind of made this joke to my friend. I said, be careful what you wish for because, and be very specific with your intention. I said, I want to go to the Oscars. I didn't specify as me, oh as my God. I, I think so about I went, it. Oh my God. I went it in the form of a candle. And so I find it so fun. It's like I, I, oh, found, wow. I manifested that. I did. I it have just chills. wasn't me, but it was my candle, and it's an extension of me. And I think of my candles as every candle that comes out of my office, and it literally is either looked with my eyes, have looked at it, touched it, I've sent it off with energy. In fact, I tell. Um, the few people that work with me, I tell them, please, I know this might sound weird, but as you're closing up that box to ship that candle, I want you to take mm-hmm. a second to visualize the person receiving it, opening up the box, and feeling immense joy. And wow. so that kind of manifestation, it really works. Oh, yeah, it totally does work. Are you kidding me? I totally, <laughs> I can totally tell you that it does my friend has a jewelry company that she does the same thing with, um, and I know you know probably of Energy Muse, right? Energy Muse jewelry. Yeah. Well, yeah. she has a she has a, a meditation room where she puts all her stones before she creates these pieces and puts them in there, and they absorb all the vibrational levels of all the all the meditation and everything that goes on in there, and then she creates each piece with a purpose like you. And I've had her on my show a couple times, and um, I love this. I love how we're creating okay. things to help people, you know? I mean, yes. it's like and you I can just go out and buy a little candle, <laughs> bring it home. It's Christmas time. You're going to burn a candle. Ugh, what about all that black well, crap in the air from it? Oh, yucky. <laughs> yeah, there's no, this doesn't have anything like that. And I have to tell you, because I always joke, you know, they say Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation from everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And my joke is, I'm one degree of separation, and you just proved it again because you just said Energy Muse. Energy Muse, they carry my candles. They work with my candles. Do they? Heather has your yes. candles? I yes. didn't know that. Oh, I it's have enough, to talk to I Heather. Isn't that great? I, oh, that's awesome. And you know what? If there is anyone out there that is listening that has a store that um, you feel these candles would really um, add to the home of your, the being of your store and the grounding of your store. Um, how would somebody get in touch with you? Well, it's easy, actually. You can do it. The website has a contact, which will email mm-hmm. me. And the mm-hmm. other thing is I have an 800 number, 866-481-3362. And that will either get a message to me or it will ring right to my cell phone. Oh, that's awesome. So if anyone out there, like I said, because there's quite a few people listening right now, and I want to say to everyone um, listening that if you do want to 
um, have these candles in your home, um, you know, or if you're doing an event where you need, you do weddings, um, wedding parties, wedding gifts. These make great wedding gifts. If you look on the page, there's like small little travel tins. There's, um, they're just so pretty. And I know that you recently started a new project on the um, the baby baskets. And um, what I want to do is take a really quick break and come back to that. And let's talk about the baby baskets. Can we do that really quick? I would love to. Thank you so much, Okay. Holly. Hold on one second. And I'm going to be... Um, uh, yeah, everyone will hear what I'm going to do here. Okay, so hold on one second. Don't go anywhere because we want to talk to baby baskets. Hold on. Okay, okay. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media. ideas helped to shift the way I saw myself in the world and even helped inspire this network. I don't believe we'd be here without the seed of the soul. Super Soul All-Star Gary Zukav. One of my favorite spiritual teachings of all time. What Gary has to say about addiction can be a paradigm shifter. It is profoundly spiritual. Plus, what a recent brush with death taught this master teacher. Oh my goodness. Super Soul Sunday, all new, Sunday, 11 a.m., 10 central, only here. The last line of Seed of the Soul is, it is exciting to come of age spiritually. Do you think you've come of age spiritually? We all are. We are all coming of age spiritually. That's when we begin to see that the cancer has a meaning. That's when we see that the foreclosure uh, can be the beginning of something and not the ending. We're not powerless. And the more that we think we are, the more we create painful consequences for ourselves. And the more we create painful consequences for ourselves, the more we encounter them and become angry or jealous or resentful and think that we're invisible and invisible. And this goes on and on. It can go on for lifetimes. But you can stop it. And you can stop it by challenging your anger. And if you can do that, go for it. Do it. Whatever you can do to live a life of love and purpose and meaning and joy and fulfillment, they're all the same things. All the same. There is a, um, I'm going to bring everyone back into the studio. That there is from Super Soul Sunday. Um, it's going to be a really cool show with Oprah and Gary Zukav that wrote Seat, The Seat of the Soul. So that's just a little bit of um, a... Uh, bit of her, sh- a bit of her show that she's going to be doing this Sunday, and I've been very privileged to be able to be working with them and um, and promoting the new shows. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. I love it. Even hearing the word purpose. Gary oh no! And you know what? You know what? You know what's coming up? Um, and the in the in the coming weeks on her show, and I mean, I this show's about you, but I just want to say, for everyone that wants to um, hear Eckhart Tolle, um, he's going to be also on on Sunday, and um, his information is just his his interview is amazing. I have that, and it's just it's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. 
But um, getting back yeah. to you in your beautiful company and um, the things that you do are just huh. so – you have a purpose and, and, and the objects with purpose. What I want to know is how did you come up with the name Objects with Purpose? Well, um, actually, I really settled with what I would call – I knew that I was making a candle – but I also mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't enough to – I didn't want to have a name that that made it um, – narrowed the focus like that because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm creative and I don't know what's going to come next, but I know that I'm always coming up with new ideas, and so I didn't want to limit it to just a candle. So I started writing words, and this is always how I love words. I love poetry. Um, in fact, my name comes from a poem. My name, Ionte, is from a Shelley poem called Queen Mab, and it means the goddess of feminine virtues. And my parents oh, wow. were very... Yeah, Missy, my I didn't even know were, that one. <laughs> I know. It's pretty fun. It, people used to tease me and say, oh, so the goddess of feminine virtues. So uh, does that mean you can live up to that? And I would look at them and say, well, I, I am Ionte, so whatever I am is the feminine virtues. I don't have to worry about it. That's me. So that was how I would play with that. As a, growing up as a kid, um, having that name was definitely a challenge. But any, it was a great challenge, and I loved it. Um, so thinking of names, I would just write words. I love to put down words that mean something to me. And I made this long list, and then I narrow it. I, I start circling threes, groups of You're threes. You're funny. And then playing three with is your last three, that three. That's mine, too. I'm a three. Everything, I, I'll tell you my story in three in a minute. That's weird. Go Love ahead. It. I want to hear this. So you start circling threes. So I start circling threes, and then I look, and I kind of pull back, and I look at the picture on the page, and I see what words stand out to me, and I limit again, and I go again, and I ended up with objects with purpose. Oh, wow. And that's what stood out. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool, and I have to tell you, everything in my life has been involving threes, like uh, certain days, um, room numbers, um, just mm-hmm. you know, it's it part, you know, addresses. It's really funny, and um, it's always been that way ever since I was really young. And I've I've had the three in my life, and um, it, it's either a three or a six or a nine. It's always in in mm-hmm. terms of threes, you know, like, and and yeah. it's always either three threes, three threes, or um, two threes, and or a three, and it's very, it's very, very unique. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, my children, my my children have all been born on three days, um, the third and then the ninth, and so it's oh, just wow. like wow, yeah. So there you go, you know, wow. it's like a, you know. But anyway, getting back to your whole thing with um, your company, uh, you started out. Um, in a very your your story is kind of like a rags to riches kind of story. Um, what can you <laughs> tell everybody how you started out? You started out with like what was it uh, um, five hundred dollars or was it two thousand dollars? I had um, let's see when I started out. It's funny the thing that I have memory for is scent and people, but not numbers. So mm-hmm. I always get the numbers wrong. But I think <laughs> I think <laughs> that when I first started. It uh-huh. was $2,000, and that was enough to buy that. some mm-hmm. supplies so that I could start making candles in my kitchen and experiment with different ways to do it. And really quickly, though, 
I knew that I wanted this to grow to the point where I could share it with everyone. So I immediately, as, as, as simultaneously while making them myself, I was also looking and shopping around for who manufactures these on a bigger scale so that if I can come up with what my formula is, I can take it to someone and have that translated into pouring hundreds at a time rather than just, you know, 20 at a time. So I was doing that all at once and just always seeing the business as something that was successful, but Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about business. So my joke, I always say I was like the business whisperer, or I kind of am, because the business side was happening, but not. I wasn't outwardly talking about the business side. I was just talking about things that I love, fragrances and and making wishes and having intention and purpose and healing and feeling good and the um, feeling we all get when we see the flame of a candle and how that's magical for everyone. It's something so primal. I mean, flame and fire, it's like the first thing we discovered as a species. So it's kind of, that that was all so important to me. And then I, but I knew I want, I also needed in the real world, I needed to make a living. I was going to be a single mom for the first time. And um, I had a lot to think about in that department as well. So trying to balance it all. And um, the first time I ever sold a candle, I remember the feeling because this woman was really nice to me. I used to shop at her store, and I told her about my candles. And it turned out she was mm-hmm. a candle fanatic, and she said, I have to sell those. I have to have them. And I literally only had uh, 30 of them. That's all I had. And I have to have them. I, I have to sell them. That is so funny. I, I know, and I was so excited, but I was also really nervous, and I kept feeling like she's going to – I'm an imposter. I'm not really a business person. I don't – She's going to, I mean, oh, the jig is up. She's going she's gonna to not feel like I really know what I'm doing. I don't, but then I would just calm that down and light my fight or flight candle <laughs> and then uh-huh. take a deep breath. And so I went in, and I didn't even have packaging yet, and I, I had brown paper. Oh, my gosh. And I wrapped them up, and I called it brown cake for packages tied up with string. And my whole thing was, oh, what I love I, that. My favorite thing. <laughs> I know. It was so cute, and honestly, I would still do that today, except that people can't smell them and see them as well, and they're also extremely work-intensive to do that. The labor involved of wrapping each one, I can tell you, I destroyed my fingers during that process, but um, it was fun because when I just, I learned something that was fun. It became like a game. So what I would do is I would say, okay, I'm really scared because I don't think I really have a business yet, but... Instead of being working from a place of fear and letting that stop me, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to actually take all the things that I feel are, are scary and negative, like I don't have packaging yet, I don't have enough inventory, I don't know what I'm doing next, I don't know where oh, I'm going. Oh, how right? funny. So you went into I, the fear, huh? You went into fear? Yeah, and I did. And then as soon as I took that and said, wait a minute, the fun thing is if I can take those things I'm afraid of and turn them around to be challenges and ways, and this is the game part, how can I have a find a fun way to make this work? So, okay, the fear part says you don't have packaging. And the fun part is, yes, I do. I have brown paper packages tied up with string, and that's what I want. Even if I could have any packaging in the world, oh my gosh. I'm choosing it. And so I went in with my 30 candles, and she freaked out. She put them in this giant, gorgeous clam shell in this beautiful Ooh. table, wooden table, in a very prominent neighborhood in Southern California called Pacific Palisades. And yeah. they were selling, like, it was the first day. I told friends, can you go in and just pretend you like them and buy them? <laughs> oh, you afraid. are so funny. Oh, my God. I know. And, of course, You're they didn't bad. have to do that. 
I did not have to do that. And the lesson yeah. there is every time I got afraid, it, as long as I didn't let it stop me, it's fun to see the fear come up because you go, you know what, that's natural. I am a very sensitive human being who wants everything to be good and I want everyone to like what I make and I want it to work. So there's fears that come up. It's that I don't listen, I don't let the fear stop me. And then wow. doors open. Well, that's that's pretty cool. That's Thank that's you. that's just really cool that you did that. Um, but that's so funny that you came up with my favorite things. Did you ever watch the Sound of Music? Of course. Oh yeah. Right? I I played yeah. I performed in the Sound of Music as a kid. I um, did you? I used to sing it incessantly. Yeah, that was one of the many plays that I was in when I was a kid. And um, I even pretended to play guitar because I was Maria in middle school. Were you really? Yeah, so I've always had that, um, those songs, that idea. And, of course, brown paper packages tied up with string. It's just that it's so appealing and wonderful and tactile and Mm -hmm. fun. And, yeah, that was a great way to start. And I've saved. I actually have one candle from that very first production. I have not, the very first candles I made, wrapped in brown paper and string, I have not opened it. I never will, and I will always keep that one. Oh, wow. As a reminder. That's how I started. That is that is really a really good story, and you know you Thank talked you. about being an, wanting to be an actress and this and that. You're quite beautiful, and I mean you have such a you have so much talent. I mean you definitely have the thing going on with the music. You've got um, everything else that's happening. It's just well, it's just amazing like how well rounded you are. Thank you so much. Um, I have a great support system. I have great friends and family. And I feel like um, the acting part, I feel like everything, the good things about acting I still get to do, express Mm -hmm. myself creatively and um, do things like talk to you, feel, they feel, it feels like the performance side of me feels satisfied. But I found when I was acting um, that it's myself and what I love about my candles is that I get to put myself into them but I'm not the product and the product speaks for itself and I get to share that and it's an extension of who I am but because I'm so sensitive I rather I prefer that than me being the product Mm -hmm. I hear I hear you on that one yeah that's having that's a product that's a really that's a really good way to look at that and so you as a child, um, what when you were privileged to be able to go to this amazing school, what did you always have a spiritual backing to yourself? Did you feel like you were always on some kind of special quest with this? Yeah, I have to say that um, I resisted it. I felt it scared me. We're back to fear again. Um, that theme comes up for me a lot. So I was raised with parents who people call hippies. And Mm -hmm. I don't call them that because I think that's way too limiting. But my parents, um, my mom is a healer and she is very spiritual. And when I was raised, when I was growing up, this is what was normal in my house. I would be getting ready to go somewhere and she would look at me and say, okay, I just surrounded you in white light and your aura looks good. Um, Let's go. And that was normal. That was part of, it was like, did you brush your teeth? Did you check your aura? That was the way I grew up. Seriously? yeah. Are you serious? And, and I'm serious, and I could read auras, and then it scared me. So what I did is um, 
the time, actually, what really startled me is when I, my mom gave me a crystal ball when I was five years old, and she said, I want you to tell me, Yante, look in this crystal ball and tell me what you see. And I can tell you that it wasn't like what you see in movies where you look in a crystal ball and you see, um, you know, a picture that's clear and it looks like a movie. But I didn't. I got feelings and I got messages, and, what I, and immediately I started laughing. And mm-hmm. my mom said, what's, what's so funny? And I said, well, I can see my gra- I see grandma, and she's got a funny hat on, and she's holding her ankle. And my mom called my grandparents in that moment, and she said, my grandfather answered. He said, I can't talk right now, honey. Grandma just hurt her ankle. And my mom said, wait, before you hang up, is she wearing a hat? And he said, yes. And that experience, oh, well. even I was so mm-hmm. young, I didn't, I didn't like it. I felt like it was too much. I didn't want to know, and I just wanted to be normal. And I wanted to be the girl with matching furniture. There's a rug that no, you know, nobody steps on that in that living room because it's always vacuumed. And my house was very bohemian and not like that. And so mm-hmm. I resisted it. But what's wonderful about the transition I went through um, just as before I entered into being 40, that transition of really getting not well, being not well and not having my voice. And I finally said, you know what? I want to know if I have spirit guides. I want to know if this is something that can help me. And I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to see that again. And I had um, a really great experience where to feel like I'm not alone and that there are other realms and I'm open to that. And I'm not going to tell you what it is and what it isn't. Just that I feel now, I feel very I feel just glad that I had that upbringing and that now I can say from a place of really being ready and wanting it that I want to feel connection and feel spirituality as something positive and that there is more than just what we can touch and what, you know, what we're told. Sure. <laughs> there's, there's more than that. And I love have, this, this have period you instilled of that? Have you instilled that in your own um, bringing up of your ch- children that you're bringing? Yeah. Yeah. I surround them in protection. I figure, you know, what I say to them is um, because I'm aware of what it was like being a kid, being raised by someone who was really openly spiritual, I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit, I'm a little bit um, more gentle in how I express it to them. And so Mm -hmm. I say things like, they know that I surround them in light. They know that I make purpose in, in when I light a candle, I, I ask, what can we bring into the light for someone? And I think it's like you could call it prayer, you could call it intention, you can call it purpose. But it's that, that to me is the spiritual component of how I live. And my children are aware of that. They feel comfortable with it. They sometimes make fun of me. <laughs> That's just <laughs> my karma because I was raised that way and I know what it feels like to, be, to have a mom that everyone calls woo-woo. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't mind. I don't mind being called woo-woo, and I feel that the balance is there. And um, I think that it's my kids. I'm really proud of them. They're incredibly sensitive beings. They question a lot. That's my big thing. Is I just want my kids to question. I don't want. I don't want to tell them this is how it is. I don't want anyone else to tell them this is how it is. And I feel I've done my job, and I'm successful as a parent if my kids actually stop and say well, what is it to me, and what do I feel, and where is this hitting me in my body? And if they can do that, that is a successful human being. And then I say, if they can love and be loved, and I believe that for everyone. If we can love and be loved, we are truly successful, however you get there. Wow. That's 
That's a really that's a really cool analogy that you use with um, yourself. I think that a lot of people are afraid to do things like that because they're not used to that. It has to take them out of their comfort zone, you know. And um, it's it's just a matter of applying yourself properly. I think to a lot of the different things going on in your life and taking yeah. a look at it. Um, and I, I saw a visual once that said your comfort zone, and it was a circle, and then it had a drawing of an image of a, a ray coming out of it, and then mm-hmm. it had a little thing on the outside that said, this is where the magic happens. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, it does happen outside our comfort zone. And, and one of the things I'm grateful for, having grown up being an actress and working in theater and working with great directors, is that they teach you that always. You're, you have to be outside of your comfort zone and the stakes have to be high in order to be truthful in your work as an actor. And that that was part of my spiritual upbringing piece as an actress. That kind of training is the same thing as what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to be. You have to be there 100%. Um, what was it like when you had your first child and you were trying to start a business, um, I, I'm pretty sure you, your children are probably pretty involved in with what you do, don't, aren't they? They are. They're proud of me. They're involved. They know their candles are named after them. They tell their friends about them, and, and sometimes they act embarrassed <laughs> still. Oh, that's um, so funny. I, yeah, I actually didn't start the business until I was going through the divorce, and I my children were, were older, and um, let's see, they were seven and ten so when they were born I was really lucky because I was able to devote myself and be a full-time mom until Mm -hmm. that until they were seven and ten and that was a huge I'm I just can't tell you how grateful that I got to spend that time being their mom and it was a very creative time too obviously and Mm -hmm. I found creative ways outlets through being a mom and I even started a little um thing called World Dance Party. It was a mommy and me class because I didn't want to separate from the kids when they started to go off to preschool. So I created a class so I could be there and teach and they were in it. And we would, mm-hmm. I would immerse the children in a world culture of music and dance and visual and costume pieces. Every week we would do a different world, world culture and it was really fun. So I got to do that. And then the candles happened and were born after that. Uh, they were already pretty grown in school and time then you cracked me up i have to tell you something where you said he created this thing so he could be in your kid's classroom i drove my daughter absolutely crazy growing up i um well no i didn't really drive her crazy she really wanted me there but what happened was um, yeah we would we would surf every day in the morning and we would get up and swim with the dolphins and surf and stuff like that and um and then i would take her to school and I was her homeroom mother. I was also her yep. brownie troop leader. <laughs> I was involved in um I was when when we were going to a really really cool little spiritual community, um I taught the children's classes. Um yeah. yeah. I mean it was like it was uh, like however I could be and, and I am gonna tell you my daughter never took a bus to school ever once in her life. I I, I spoiled right. her that way. I would drive her to school every day and pick her up and it was so funny because 
<laughs> she would take my T-shirts and stuff because I, I'm a fairly fairly tiny like you are, and and she would take my T-shirts and stuff like that when she got when she was in like seventh grade and whatever, and put them in her backpack, and I'd go to pick her up early, and she'd be wearing my clothes. <laughs> That's so cute. I That's actually wanted so to write funny. a book. I thought uh-huh. of a book I wanted to write. I was, you know, a joke, but the book would be called How to Drop Off Your Kids and Never Leave the Codependent Mother's Guide. <laughs> oh, oh, you should. Oh, big so time. Me. How you to Drop Off Your Kids and Never do. Leave. I invented so many ways to have to be needed to, to stay around the school. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, me too. I me too. Do. And my house was always the house that was full of kids on the weekends when um, my daughter was not with her father she was with me when she was with me and I'm um, on the weekends it was always like at least six at least five to six people were spending the night in my living room because yeah. I had a really big house and a large living yeah. room and they all just slept on the floor and then woke up to the beach and ran out and just played you know it was just like perfect Aww. life for them but you know it's like for me it was like I really enjoyed um, and as I told you earlier, I think in a message, I said if your daughter's in the car, because I know you're at her school right now picking her up. Right now, and, right now I'm here. <laughs> and if you're if you're there and she comes into the car, it's totally cool because you know what I said to you was the, the best things I've ever learned from anyone have always been from children. Um, yeah. And young adults. And it's really funny because they have that innocence to them, and um, there's no there's no clouding of any of it. Yeah. And so for me, totally get it, totally get it. Yeah. I think that would be a really great name for a book. Um, yeah. You talked about okay, having hey. a gift. Are you there? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking sorry, over you. You talked about <laughs> having okay. a gift of sight. When you were younger, yeah, I had this. I have the same thing, but I've carried it on to into this this age too as well. Um, I was actually um, when I was younger had an experience where I actually crossed over at the age of eight years old and came back, and um, wow. I came back and. Nothing was the same. It wasn't that it was bad, and it wasn't that it was good. It was just super um, different spiritually-wise, and I was mm. able to see things and um, and talk to spirit, and and I experienced some things in my life that really helped me to form what I'm doing. So now, with you seeing those things, your mother obviously didn't, when you, when you were talking to me about what you saw when with your with your grandmother, um, yeah, obviously that didn't take her by surprise because she knew she gave you the crystal ball. She obviously knew she was helping you to um, she was giving you something as a as a catalyst to help you open up yourself to do that. What did other right. people think? Did you let other people know um, you were able to do that? I didn't let anyone know until I was in high school. And then there was, I had a friend, and I remember telling her one day, I don't know why I, I felt comfortable, and I said, I I can read auras. And she said, so can I. And we had this amazing bond. Are you and we serious? Yeah, and we would look, in, we would stare at kids in school, and I'd say, okay, 
write down what their aura looks like and I'll write down and then we would compare notes and we would be right on. Like we'd say, oh my gosh, did you see the hole in the aura where, around the head? And then we'd find out that that kid had, had been kicked by a horse and had a plate in his head. I mean, it was really pretty oh, amazing. Wow. I stopped again. <clears throat> I stopped again yeah. because I, I didn't want to know so much and I felt, it felt too much. I, it's draining. I don't know how to put it except it is very draining. It is. I and have I to didn't sleep feel sometimes like I had... for days. Afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I needed I needed to learn more better boundaries around it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, so I closed it off I closed off to it again. And now I just I feel open but I, I don't um I'm not worried about it. It's like if that comes if it I happens, have a feeling like happens, that right. I listen yeah, yeah. It's not something mm-hmm. I'm working towards or working on or or advertising or, you know. But I really do feel that there's so much sensitivity, and people can pick up on so much, and, and why not? How rich and beautiful is this world that we're in? And, and I just want I just want to be open to whatever mm-hmm. happens and whatever is yeah. positive. Oh, I agree yeah. with you 100%. It's like, um, for me, when those moments happen now in my life, usually yeah. it's in, the, in a dream state, and then I can wake up and I remember my dreams and... I'll usually call my mom or I'll write him down or I'll tell my friend Greg or or I'll just I, I just do these things because I have to tell someone what happened and yeah they drain me and I mean people know I mean sometimes it's very hard and there are times I'll have to go like 24 hours of not talking to anyone at the time afterwards um this plane crash thing just really threw me for a loop this time um how yeah. about you that's uh I you I mean, know I, I kept saying I kept saying out loud I found myself saying what do you know about the plane what do you know about the plane and, and mm-hmm. I don't like to follow those things that are too um glorified news entertainment mm-hmm. thing. So I don't usually mm-hmm. follow that. And this felt like kept finding myself wanting to know something about it. And I think that um, it definitely captured my attention in a way that other very serious news events haven't. So I, there must be something significant about it. I don't know that yeah. I don't have an answer. I just know that it, it felt, it definitely off. captured my attention. Yeah. yeah, and it feels off. Yeah, it feels really off for me, and um, I had some pretty intense dreams about it, and I just felt like I couldn't, I was so tired, you know. I think that's what happens. I think if we learn to manage the feelings around us um, and that we're experiencing, I think that a lot of times that can help too. Um, I think that that is a good thing to do. I know that we've gone a little bit over. Do you have a little more time? I do, if you don't mind. Um, it might sound the sounds of a child getting in the car. I might have no <laughs> problem with that at all. Um, we're going to take another quick break, and I'm going to um, play another clip from the Eckhart Tolle today. Hold on one moment. Yay, thank you. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media. So grab a cupcake, kick off your shoes, and join us.
I go for a walk every day in the little forest at home, and often I encounter people who are jogging or friends going for a walk, and most people, are, some are listening to things on their headphones, whatever yes. it is, and they're talking to their friends. Uh -huh. And very few people are actually pr truly present there as they walk through this beautiful forest. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And this is a spiritual practice, and I recommend that people, whenever they go out into nature especially, uh, practice being very alert mm -hmm. so that they can perceive the trees, the flowers, the plants, the sky, yeah. without too much mental interference. That's so interesting because when I used to run all the time, I'd have all these people who'd run with their headphones and I'd say, what are you listening to? And even now, working out, I like just being and feeling the, you know, my feet on the pavement yes. and, you know, taking it all in. I like just sort of being with myself and I find that the headphones and all that, it's a distraction for yes. me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, there you go. That's a clip from this Sunday, the second Super Soul Sunday of Eckhart Tolle's conversation. I can't wait for that one. That Are you there? Great mindfulness. Yeah, that was oh, like yeah. mindfulness. I love, love his voice. He's um he's pretty intense. He's a really cool guy, and um, yeah. I am really honored to be able to be part of this. So. It's really great, and I wanted to say to you that um, I'm so glad you're here. And for everyone, again, listening today, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and on demand and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio where you can download it. Uh, and today we're talking about objects with purpose and many other things. Um, I want to get back to your music really quick. Um, okay, thank you. That part, were you, did, now, what came first? <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came <laughs> first for you? Um, did the candles come first, or did, was the music always there? The music's always been there. I've always, um, you know, in my world of acting and all that life, I did musical theater, so I sang, and uh, my father is a composer and my mother is a choreographer, so I was raised around music, and that was always a natural expression, and it was something that happened in my house all the time. So, um, but I never called myself a musician, and I used to apologize and say, well, I'm not really a musician because I'm a singer, and that's ridiculous. I mean, of course, <laughs> singers are musicians, and I did, I did train for years, but I have, um, I come at the singing part of my life from a place where I want to express a truth. I want to express mm -hmm. um, something, a real emotion. In other words, I'm not so worried about the sound and quality of my voice and whether I have vibrato here and whether it's on pitch there. It's really more about the feeling behind it. So the music was part of the healing process for me when I went through this tough transition. And my husband, who's a, the most incredible composer, had um, really been for years and for his own reasons had not been doing his work and, and in his creative space. So he hadn't been composing. So both of us mm -hmm. at the same time came back to something that we have always had all along, which is the music. And I, I always say, I'm like R Lucy Ricardo saying, Ricky, can I be in your band? Because my husband had started uh, two years before uh, I started singing with him. He had a perfectly wonderful post-rock band that didn't have lyrics and, and didn't miss lyrics. And I said, hey, 
I, I want to sing. I want to sing. <laughs> I have ideas. And, and, but to working with him, and you never know how it's going to be to work with your partner. That can be bad. That can be good. For us, it has been so magical. I cannot even tell you it is my favorite thing to do. When I get to sing with him and when we get to work on ideas and lyrics, I, am, I don't even know time is passing. We can be working for an hour, and I think it's five minutes. Wow. See that? It's like because you're so into it and because it's something that you're supposed to be doing. We're actually going to be closing with one of the songs from your CD today, too. Um, Let's talk about the name of your CD and um, the intentions behind your music. What's the um, give everybody that information because that's available also on the net. Yeah, it's called The End of Science. Our band is Mm -hmm. The End of Science. And theendofscience.com, you can download all of our music. We actually have printed red, translucent, limited edition printed vinyl, actual old-fashioned gatefold, you can touch it, vinyl records, and a limited supply of those, but they're amazing. And um, we were really lucky. I'm a vinyl lover. I love oh, vinyl. I'm such a vinyl lover, and now it's coming mm-hmm. back. They sell they sell record players at Urban Outfitters. My kids know oh, what record I, players are. I have I'm to send so you a excited. book. I have to send you a book. My friend um, did a book. Spencer Drake, who does the Indie Cafe with me, did a book called 545s, and he's into vinyl. And this oh. book is all about album covers. So I'll have to get you a copy of that and send that over to you. But um, I you were talking about that, your Holly. band. I'm sorry. So, yeah, no, no. I was just going to say that, um, so this, it's just really exciting because we thought that we had to make this vinyl and to have this music come to fruition in the way that it did with really great um, support from mixing and all of that, like all the elements are really good because a rap star named Mac Miller came out with his mm-hmm. most recent album, his sophomore album called Watching Movies with the Sound Off, and he bought one of our songs and used it, and the royalties from that, we put 100% back into making our album. So this is totally independent. It's music supporting music. We were so excited, and this song that I think you're going to play now uh, to end the show, this song is very, very close to us because my husband and I, we don't have children together, and this song for us is a song to the child that lives on a different strand of time that we know exists that comes from us, but is not here in the physical world. Mm-hmm. That's so a spiritual sense of um, being a soul, yeah, so a we, spiritual soul. This is our baby. Yeah, this is our baby. And I also, it's interesting because the landscape of this song, the feeling of this song to me also reminds me of the genre of um, steampunk. There's something in mm-hmm. it that feels like it could be turn of the century sounds, and then there are these sounds of like like metal and hard and and it's just a real juxtaposition of hard and soft. And um, yeah. it's definitely, a wor- it's a labor of love. It's highly unusual. And uh, I really hope you all enjoy it. Oh, no, it's cool. It's called Am I Moss. Is that correct? Yes, Am I Moss. Yep. That is right. Yeah, is we're right. going to be playing that in a little bit. Um Light your candles and listen to the music. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And um, what I want to say to everybody is, if you go to Objects with Purpose and you go and you order anything, uh, make sure to drop her a note and say that you've heard her on the show today. And uh, you can find all really cool little gifts on there. And you even and have Holly, a room spray. 
Yeah, and I want to offer something to all the listeners. If you give, okay. if you do put in a message in there that you heard this um, blog and you heard this radio show and that's how you found Objects of Purpose, I'm going to include a special gift. Oh, and her special gifts are gifty. <laughs> Thank you. It'll yeah. be it'll be good. Yeah. I like the I like the rim spray too. How you explain how you um, talk about the rim spray and what it is. Um, yeah, grown up cootie spray to clear clear the air and calm the chaos. The grown up cootie spray. <laughs> it's the personal space rim spray. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's the cool thing about um, her line. It has some really different things in it. Um, what are you currently working on? Are you going to expand the line? I am. I have a few things in the works. One is my new fragrance. is called Dirt Rich Wood and Vine, and it's um, it's about the story of when I was a little girl in the forest, and we would go out and look for fairies because I really thought I'd find evidence of, of their homes on the forest floor. And mm-hmm. this fragrance reminds me of that, of being in the forest and that damp earth. And the other thing that I'm doing is... Um, it's for to encourage when we have baby showers and rites of passage to do more oh, yeah. than just pre- presents and cakes, but to actually have a really meaningful, purposeful part of the party. I'm putting together this blessing way kind of gift pack where it encourages you to make wishes on candles for the mom and the baby-to-be and then to blow out the flames and everybody goes home. And when mom goes into labor, everyone gets a call or an email and a text and they light their candle wherever they are and mom knows that all those candles are lit and all those good intentions are with her during labor. Oh, that's, and that's beautiful. Coming. I was going I was going to okay. that's right. We were going to come back and talk about that after my break. Um let's um, talk about the baby baskets. I hear your daughter well, getting in the car. She just got in the car. You can hear I'm putting on my seatbelt and I can it's hear. Be, uh, yeah. I can hear your key. <laughs> so She's so cute. uh, How old is she? You want to say hi, Dahlia, to the listeners? Dahlia just turned 12. And that's, you know. Dahlia Dahlia is is my my favorite flower. Oh, yes, it is a bold. Hi. (laughs) How was school today? Hi. Yeah, did you you meet anybody new today or make any new friends? Um, Yeah, I did, actually. That's so sweet. Really? Someone new today. That's that, <laughs> I did. I just I just picked that up. It just like was like, did you meet anybody new today? I just felt like and she, she had. <laughs> That's really cool. Air. That's really cool. Nice. So your mom, your mom, how proud of you are, are you of your mom with this with her objects with purpose? Very proud of her. Uh, I love all the candles. Dahlia is my favorite candle, obviously. Of course, <laughs> obviously. You're so cute. Obviously. Yeah, that's a really pretty candle. It smells really Thank pretty. You. Do, you, do you burn it in your room? Mm-hmm. And I have a candle in my locker to make sure it doesn't smell bad. And I have all these all the candles everywhere. Yeah, she doesn't light them at school, but it's nice. She keeps it in her locker. Did her travel candle for her locker at school? Of course, of course. To make it smell good? Oh, of course. 
And your mom says she likes to do things with you all the time. Where are you guys going to go to now once we finish up this interview? Um, <laughs> we're going to my play rehearsal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. We're driving to her play rehearsal. She's, a, she's in a production of Aladdin. Kidding? What part do you play? Um, I want to be... What? Um, what? Um, She's a narrator, and it's sort of, they have a different version of this where the narrators really propel the story and lead you through. They're sort of like um, reporters or journalists. Oh, it's wow. really cute. Oh, that's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. You know, um, my daughter, she played um, Dorothy in the Wiz- with the Wizard of Oz when they did. <laughs> she uh-huh. wanted that part so bad. Let me tell you, that was very funny. And um, I, I think it's really that. great that you're involved in that. Are you guys going to go get a cupcake or some yogurt afterwards? <laughs> We're going to get a red velvet cupcake because I'm looking at red velvet you better. cupcakes now in my mind. <laughs> uh, well, you better. Oh, you know, um, I named my company after my favorite cake, which is red velvet. And uh, yeah. and that's really funny because a lot of people ask me, how did you get the name? And it's because red velvet is my favorite cake. And uh, it's just stayed with me. But um, I do love to bake and do like to cook. Do you like to cook, Dahlia? Mm-hmm. Actually, do you I like bake? To I like to you like me? Like What's your favorite thing to make? Um, I like old-fashioned chocolate chip cookies. Old-fashioned what? Old-fashioned chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> oh, wow. You mean the Toll House cookies? Yeah. Do you eat the cookie dough? Yes. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah. I eat the cookie dough. Yeah, I do. Found a recipe for something for what? For cookie dough? For edible cookie dough. Without so really? <laughs> you know, we I have to trouble. share that with the listeners. I now. have to, yeah, next time I have <laughs> your mom on, and, um, and when I meet you, I'll have to... Uh, get that recipe from you i made truffles for the first time in my life and that was really interesting um that Mm. was a labor of love but it was really worth it because everyone liked them (laughs) (laughs) you know so listen i'm going to let you two carry on with your day and i want to thank you so much and for you dahlia thank you for giving us your your uh, feelings about your mom's company because I think it's a really great, a really great concept. Object with purpose, um, and uh, your background is very, very, very inspiring to a lot of people. And um, I just want to so much, Holly. Yeah, no, and uh, I want to um, let everyone know. Make sure to tune in next Wednesday as I have Nathalie Tedrick on, um, who is a very well-known dancer. You'd like that show. She um, has done belly dancing and, 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 and won many awards and traveled all around the world and been in videos and stuff, and she's also doing some acting. And then Friday I'm Hi. having Kurt, Kurt Bestor on. Oh, my gosh, that's going to be huge. He's um, I can't uh, wait. Emmy-winning um, uh, composer, artist. His music is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so we've got a lot of really great interviews coming up, and today was really special for me. And it's Friday, so I want to tell everyone, um, have a good Friday, and don't drink and drive, and uh, make sure to have um, a, do something for yourself this weekend. You know, light a candle, yeah. you know, go to Objects with Purpose, 
check it out because I'm going to tell you you won't be you won't be um, disappointed. These are really beautiful. And if you thank just want a solid so perfume too, yeah, it's really good that way. So anyway, thank you so much for being here today, and um, um, have a good afternoon, Dahlia. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You too, drive carefully. Thank you, and everyone surrounded now in light for me, my mom, my kids. (laughs) We're all in the light. Yep, you are. Have a beautiful day, and we're going to end the show with. I am Moss, and um, make sure I'll see everybody Wednesday. Have a great, have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. <laughs>